This is Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the Artist's Edition Index Podcast, Episode 6. Thank you for joining us once again at this monthly look at all things Artist's Edition and what occurred in the previous month. As this is recorded, the first Friday of the month, we like to look back at the previous four weeks and talk about what was what. That means looking at March and March's sales, March's out-of-print sales, March's solicitations, March's reviews, and March's news. So let's get on that. Our focus of the show today is um, an article I wrote that looks at something outside of our norm. I try once a month to write something that takes a look at the artist edition community, um, but is not something that I cover day in, day out, week week in, week out. And this time around, that article was called AEMIA, Missing After Announcing. And the reason I wanted to write this was because WonderCon happened... um, a week ago, and uh, WonderCon is normally a spot where IDW likes to make announcements to upcoming editions. And this year was no different. Uh, WonderCon announcements from IDW. Uh, let me read it to you from their press release. During IDW's archival art book panel, several upcoming archival collections were spotlighted, including an authorized two-book set celebrating the 50th anniversary of Miss Steve Ditko's Mr. A., a 25th anniversary IDW limited artist selection collection of Michael Howard's Madman, and a second round of Marvel artist select editions, including John Byrne's Fantastic Four, Rob Liefeld's Deadpool, Bob Layton's Iron Man, and Bill Sienkiewicz's Moon Knight. On the artist edition front, IDW announced P. Craig Russell's Strange Dreams and a collection of Bernie Wrightson's DC work. Now, there has been a few more notes about that. That's going to be... This is IDW's first artist-focused uh, um, artist edition. And I mean, every artist edition is artist-focused, but normally it's an art, it's focusing on an artist and a single work. So we got, you know, Frank Miller's Daredevil. On a, but this time around, it's Bernie Wrightson and just his DC work. So it's going to be an artifact edition, but it will contain some complete stories. So it's really a mixture of artifact and artist edition. It sounds exciting. And... Uh, Scott Dunbeer has already gone on Facebook and solicited uh, for anybody who has Bernie Wrightson artwork to please contact him and he'd like to include it. The other announced book was the P. Craig Russell's Strange Dreams and that contains his uh, Marvel graphic novel and then that story um, with Doctor Strange. So those sound very exciting. But because of that, I took a look at what has previously been announced other years that never made it to print. I mean, most books that are announced, they come to print, and we get them eventually. Sometimes that journey is long and arduous, like um, the current Stranko book 2 that has been delayed for several years. Or the Prince Valiant Studio Edition from Fantagraphics that seems to be stretching on. Uh, two examples, sure. 
but they've been announced uh, they've been solicited and then they've been we are waiting for them to be printed these are books that were announced but never solicited so never solicited in diamonds so after saying that um, they have been solicited in some advanced book trades and that's how I caught wind of some of them but let's look at the let's go back chronologically so the oldest one I could find was from San Diego Comic-Con 2013 and that was Walter Simonson's Star Slammers Artist Edition. This was announced, but then it never got solicited in Diamond. And actually, this was announced, and then they announced a, uh, a deluxe hardcover that was a little bit oversized. It collected all the material, and I didn't want to order that because I thought, no, no, the Artist Edition is going to come out. I want to wait for that. But seeing as the Artist Edition never happened, I did get the oversized hardcover, and it is quite nice. It does collect everything in color. But I still would like to see the Star Slammers. Uh, for New York Comic Con 2014, Diamond announced three artist editions, or their, I'm sorry, their art editions. Walter Simonson's Battlestar Galactic Art Edition, Edgar Rice Burroughs' John Carter, Warlord of Mars, The Marvel Years Artist Edition, and Jose Gonzalez's Vampirella Art Edition. Well, as we know, the Jose Gonzalez Vampirella Art Edition came out, and it was awesome. But the other two, never to be solicited. Uh, I did see Walter Simon's Spouser Galactic Art Edition up on Amazon because it was solicited in the book trade. but And it's still there, but uh, never got past that stage. Also at New York Comic Con 2014 were two announcements from IDW concerning Disney. The first was Carl Bark's Uncle Scrooge Artifact Edition. And the second was Don Rose's Uncle Scrooge Artist Edition, which later became... No, or titled Don Rose's The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, Volume 1, Artist Edition. We know that was printed and that's been reviewed. Uh, interestingly, it was Volume 1. There's no word of a Volume 2 yet, and we've never seen the Carl Barks Uncle Scrooge Artifact Edition. Uh, they did put together a mock cover for that, and that's, uh, that's in my article on the website if you want to take a look at it. Finally, the book that's been announced, and actually it's been announced twice. It's shown up in two different book trades. And that is the book of ballads and sagas, original art edition from Titan. Now we, I mean, Titan came up with that uh, alien years ago and we've never seen anything again, but this was a uh, book of ballads and sagas. Uh, Charles Vest illustrated a series of um, poems and writings, ballads and sagas. And he, uh, he, uh, there was a book of it and this would be the work of all the original artwork. Uh, it's been solicited again, i.e. it's showed up in the fall 2017 catalog from Titan, advanced solicited. So it has not appeared on Diamond, so we don't know if that's going to happen. Um, I have been led astray by these a few times. Uh, the uh, Fanographics Studio edition of uh, Jaime Hernandez has appeared in book trade twice, uh, has yet to come to print. Uh, it did appear in the diamond system, and that's the one I linked to from the art AE index. But uh, it had a date of April. That date has now been pushed off to to be determined. But the uh, Fanographics website is still holding firm to a April fifteenth ship date. I think uh, when next week rolls around, we will see that that date get changed. That's something I'm really looking forward to, but it hasn't happened yet. I mean, there are books that we talked about that just sit on the list and get bumped and bumped. Uh, the Hal Foster's Prince Valiant Studio Edition, the Strength and Extreme Captain America Artist Edition, 
And of course, the most recent is the G.I. Joe Real American Hero Artist Edition that was solicited in Diamond, but then the date has been pushed and pushed. So, I mean, there is a clear differentiation between announced, where I think there's, uh, you know, a sparkle in somebody's eye that there's some material out there, or they may have started gathering material and they want to put this book out, and then for some reason or another, something falls through and never reaches the full solicitation phase. And then we have these books that have been solicited, but then are put on hold or delayed, and I think we will see these printed eventually. Just, we have to be patient. And for these books that were announced, well, let's keep our fingers crossed and maybe one day they will appear. What more can we ask for? Now let's move on to sales. Um, in February, because we're looking at March info, and that means in March the February sales were announced, we had two artist editions printed in February, and those were Alex Toth's Bravo for Adventure Artist Edition and America's Best Comics Artist Edition. Alex Toth's Bravo for Adventure Artist Edition showed up at number 289 of the top 300 and has sold an estimated 338 copies. America's Best Comics Artist Edition did not make the list, which means it had to have sold less than 327 copies. Now, the problem with that book, of course, is there were two solicited covers. So, say they sold 350 copies or 400 copies, but each cover only sold 200 copies, that means it would not make the diamond sales list. And, in fact, it didn't. And, as always, publishers keep these sales numbers a secret. Don't want to reveal to, you know, readers or buyers how many of the printers are sold. I never understand this. So let's keep hoping the publishers will reveal print runs and will reveal sales numbers at some future point. Which moves us on to the Artist Edition out of print sales for February 2017. Man, February 2017 was slow. A lot of books had no no moving. And, you know, for the let, let me just zip over those no sales. Star Wars Dark Times. Dave Stevens' The Rocketeer. First and second print. Sergio Aragona's Grew the Wanderer. Wally Woods EC Stories, first and second print, and Alien Illustrated Story from Titan. All zero sales on eBay in the month of February. What did sell? Daredevil Born Again, always a seller. One copy, 200 bucks. John Romina's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, one copy, 200 bucks. So both well over cover. Good sales numbers there. Marvel Covers Artist Edition, first print, 90 bucks. So below cost there. Mike Mignola's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories, five copies, the big winner for the month, on an average of $135.39, so a little bit more than cover, or solicited price, as IDW doesn't have cover prices until this month. We can talk about that in a minute. Strike on Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., first print, $114.50. And finally, Walt Simonson's Thor Artist Edition, first print, eight, two copies for $80 average. Loan numbers again. Excuse me. Always low. And somebody asked me on the comment there. Comic Book Daily is one of my go-to sites every day. This is from David H. Posts like the undervalued or rod spotlight are fun must-reads, but are you maybe going overboard in the amount of posts dedicated to artist editions? How many updates do I need to see that zero to five books have been sold? I say bring back the weekly original art showcase instead. Not a complaint, just an observation. And as always, I love comments from readers. And I wrote back, I appreciate your comment. Two things. First, we have the most 
and best comprehensive coverage of artist edition books on the internet, bar none. It's taken a slow and methodical building approach of content and commitment. While that means a monthly post on eBay sales shows only small numbers, it's part of an overall strategy. Second, Comic Book Daily is currently split between back issue investment insight and artist edition coverage. I did the web arted column for years and still only got half the hits I'm getting for this post. So I did it every every week I uh, before I started doing heavy interest in the artist editions. I was focusing on a weekly original art post. This gathered together original art that I spot on the internet from five pieces of art up to 15. I do it every week and the numbers were always small. And eventually I looked at it and thought, how much time am I dedicating to this? I'm going to move on to something else. And that something else I moved on to was the art editions. I do love original art. I follow the auctions. I follow original art. But as I've talked about before on this podcast, Original art's expensive, and my budget is not as big as it used to be. And I thought to myself, should I buy a piece of original art, or should I buy two artist editions? And I know I buy every artist edition, and I put them up for review here, and I hope readers appreciate it. It's still significantly cheaper than collecting original art. And I thought to myself, there's my original art. It's in a portfolio in the closet. How often do I take it out and look at it? And for me, it just wasn't worth it. Now I look at the artist editions, I like to look through them, I do take them back out with the artist edition index and my reviews, I get a chance to go over things every once in a while, someone asks me a question, I get to pull the book out again, maybe give it another read, look for what they're talking about, and it's just a fun take on the, on the hobby that I'm enjoying now. That's really what it comes down to, and I hope David H. appreciates the effort that's going in. Uh, as you know, the Artist Edition Index is on Comic Book Daily. And it's basically the site is split in two. I'm steering half of it with Artist Editions. So I hope uh, people are still enjoying them. Let's move on to the previews. Now, the uh, at the end of March, the uh, April 27 previews catalog came out. And that's normally for book soliciting two months ahead. So it would be June 2017. Uh, for artist editions in this type of book, normally it's three to four months advance solicited. And this month we only had two solicitations. And one was a reprint. That's Mike Magnola's Hellboy Artist Edition. It's going to be a second print. Let me just give you the blurb there because it uh, tells you a little something. This artist edition features the first five issues of Hellboy and Hell as well as a wealth of historic supplementary material. The first three Hellboy stories, the two initial four-pagers, produced for promotional purposes, and the ten-page story from John Byrne's Next Men 21, plus The Corpse, and two other tales selected by Magnola for inclusion. All but three pages of Mike Magnola's Hellboy Artist Edition have been shot from the original art, and showcases Magnola's gorgeous work as closely as possible to the physical page. This is a book for fans of great storytelling and students of the craft. It's solicited for August 16th, 2017, with 150 U.S. cover price. Uh, this sounds like it will be exactly as the first print, but with a different cover. If you'd like to take a look and know what's in that, then go on to the Artist Edition Index and read the review for that first print. It is up there. The other book that was solicited is actually intuitive. Uh, uh, there's a variant. And that is Jim Davis's Garfield, the original art daily and Sunday archive from Hermes Press. Here's the blurb. Hermes and Paws have come together 
to treat the world to a compendium of the greatest examples of original artwork from classic Garfield daily and Sunday comic strips in their original size, including rare unpublished material that has never been seen before. The Sunday strips will be reproduced in a slightly smaller format due to their huge size. Uh, this historic archival reprint will feature hundreds of pieces of original production art from the comic strip with an introductory essay from Jim Davis himself. If you love Garfield and want to experience the strips as they were originally drawn, this is the book for you. From the very beginning in 1979 to the last non-digital strip in 2011, this perfect book shows you Garfield like you've never seen him before. Solicited for July 26th, 2017, 144 pages, $95 USD. Now there is a limited sign and numbered edition for $125, but it's going to have a different dust jacket. I don't really understand in that blurb why they go to great lengths to say daily and Sunday comic strips in their original size, and then you go on to say the Sunday strips will not be in their original size, and then go on to say to see the strips as they were originally drawn, because the Sunday strips won't be as they were originally drawn. They'll be smaller. Now, there's nothing wrong with reducing, uh, you know, to fit the size. We've seen it done successfully a few times. Uh, the Peanuts, the Schultz Peanuts Artist Edition, those are all reduced, and they repris- reprinted beautifully. Comic strips generally are drawn at a very large size and then shrunk down significantly. So they do show at a reduced size uh, very well. Now, there was a third Artist Edition solicited in March but not through Diamond Previews. That was P. Craig Russell's The Jungle Book and Other Stories Fine Art Edition. And this was done in a Kickstarter. And man, I don't remember how many days they did. I think it was 10 or 14 days for this Kickstarter. Uh, There's a 20,000 goal. And it did meet the goal. And it exceeded the goal. And it hit its first stretch goal. I think it was, which was at 25,000. Let me just talk, give you the blurb for this book. It includes Jungle Book, The King's Ancus, 27 pages. Jungle Book, Red Dog, 32 pages. Jungle Book, Spring Running, 25 pages. Siegfried and the Dragon, 9 pages. Between Two Worlds, 3 pages. Le Sonambula and the City of Sleep, 10 pages. Dance on the Razor's Edge, 8 pages. Haldentrum, 6 pages. Drinking Song, 3 pages. Plus, Jungle Book covers another behind-the-scenes material. It was solicited for 144 pages, 12 by 17 size. And uh, they offered uh, the standard edition for 100, a signed and numbered edition for 150, and a sketched edition for 300. Uh, I did back it on Kickstarter. It was successful. Uh, they're saying the book should be, be available in October. Um, judging by the publisher of this book, which I'm listing on the index as self-published because it's being done by P. Craig Russell and his friend Wayne Arnold, um, they have overprinted or, or printed successfully from Kickstarter multiple copies of the book, and they will be available for sale. But they indicated that the book will not be for sale at this price after the Kickstarter. So, like I said, it was hundred dollars for the original book, and most likely they will then offer it for sale at one twenty-five, one fifty uh, when they get back to the printer. So, don't worry if you missed out on the Kickstarter. I'm sure there will be copies available from their website. But it does open up a interesting, exciting market. Of self-publishing. Let's hope more artists get on the bandwagon and do these uh, Kickstarter editions. I'd certainly be willing to back from a lot of artists if they get the formula right and can do that. Um, One book was released in March of this year. 
and that was Michael Kaluta's Starstruck Artist Edition. It was released on March 22nd. Now that was the first IDW book to have a not a suggested price, but an actual retail price of 150 US dollars. Cover price. And uh, my copy was actually delayed. I had an issue with the local comic shop. My local comic shop was awesome. But uh, this book did not get ordered for me, so I had to wait three weeks. I just got it um, two days ago. And uh, I noticed the first thing on the cover sticker that this is their first book with a cover price, but there's no price on their cover sticker, which is surprising. I will have a review up for this book on Monday. But in March, I did have two reviews. Oh, I must have had more than two reviews. Interesting. And I've sort of fallen off my uh, schedule here. Let's have a look. Um, let's go to our edition reviews. I know I reviewed John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition uh, for a full review. We've had a different style of review on the A-Index, but I wanted to do in the uh, style I'm doing now. Uh, so I put that up. I also reviewed Dave Stevens' The Rocketeer Artist Edition. Those are the two oldest artist editions that I hadn't done a full review on that I wanted to do. And that, with these books, that completes my entire um, review. So everything's been reviewed. That are our artist editions. Uh, no, those are my only two reviews. I was thinking of previous February books, but they were uh, they were reviewed in February. That was uh, I was thinking of Alex Toast Bravo for Adventure, and that did get reviewed February twenty seventh. Uh, the nice thing about the uh, hopefully the Rock Tier uh, Artist Edition review was timely because uh, IDW released the Artisan Edition last month, and that of course is a smaller size, containing the same uh, original art. Just at a more affordable volume. It's a soft cover. But uh, with the French folds, it's the same very stiff soft cover like the uh, Euro Comics from IDW. And the page size is actually quite nice. I'm looking forward to the TMNT Artisan Edition because there won't be an Artisan Edition of that. So that will be my first Artisan Edition. And the first of new material. Here we go. See, that's not true at all because I got the Jack Kirby Pencils and Inks Artisan Edition. But that is, of course, that was a hardcover and it was a different format. So we'll have to see what that comes from. And that's, uh, you know what? Please pop online and take a look at those reviews. Uh, they're older books. They're out of print books. But come by and see if you think it's worth it to get or an out of print copy. Uh, Dave Stevens, The Rocketeer. I mean, that was the book that started it all. This whole format was birthed from that and that was the book I was so excited about uh, it was solicited it was going to be an IDW exclusive at San Diego Comic Con or through the website I ordered on the website immediately then the announcement came out that it was going to be available through local comic shops so I cancelled my online order got my local comic shop to order it they got one copy in thought it was so gorgeous I know the one of the owners immediately ordered a copy for himself it was just so stunning such a change we'd never seen something like this before original art at its original size in a bound book oh, it was so gorgeous and just who knew it would start you know where we are now um, three pages not from original art in that first volume and uh, of course 
everything about the IDW Artist Edition format was established in this book. And Dave Stevens' art is just stunning. And then we have the John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition. Which, you know, not listed, but was Volume 1, because there was a, a Volume 2, and then we had an Artifact Edition. Uh, the controversy with this, which I did mention right away in the review, was that uh, Jim Mooney did a lot of finishes in this book uh, for a bunch of the issues. John Romita only did layouts. And it's, you know, critics, if you've read online about this book, say, well, this is more a Jim Mooney artist edition than a John Romita artist edition. It is nice. It's got a great uh, Mysterio story. I love Mysterio. It looks good. And there's absolutely no question as you go through the book and you see those pages where... Um, Romina just did layouts and Mooney. You can really see the difference. The, and it's even more striking when you compare it to, say, the Spider-Man Artifact Edition that's got earlier issues. And the Romina art just stands out so strongly, the Romina style, when you compare it to this, you say, yes, um, it's not the best representation of Romina. But, I mean, IDW has released two other volumes, and they are very nice. And, again, this was, uh, this was number four. Very early in the series, and a gorgeous book. And I did get the remarked edition. That, that was signed by John Romita and Stan Lee and sketched by John Romita. And I thought to myself, I think at the time it was, I think it was $300, and the uh, the normal edition was 100 or 125 and I thought, well, Stan Lee's signature's in here, John Romita's signature's in here, John Romita's sketch of Spider-Man is in here. When am I going to get these uh, any other time? How am I? How would I possibly get these in a book? And I thought, well, I'm going to pay the extra and get it. And I'm thankful I did. But since then, the number of books have increased rapidly, and I've decided that I won't be getting any more signed and numbered. Like the Hermes books, you know, the that Garfield, $95 for the regular edition, $125 for the signed and numbered. And you think to yourself, well, $30, bucks is not a big deal. But that's... You know, that's uh, 32% over the cost of the standard edition. And for what? For a signature page. And I thought to myself, well, what is that $30? That's, you know, that's part way into the next artist edition. That's sort of how I've been looking at it. If I'm going to get them all, then there's got to be a compromise somewhere. And that compromise is get the standard editions. And I think that's the edition most people will be buying. That's the edition that I'd like to review as well. The one that most readers will be picking up. And uh, last but not least, I'm out of order here. I, uh, I normally have a, a sheet that I follow the order on, but uh, it's not quite working out for me. And that is shipping changes. Let's talk about that for a second. There has been a lot of shipping changes. The Fantagraphic Studio Edition, Jaime Hernandez book, went from April 12th to To Be Determined on Diamond. Reed Crandall's EC Stories Artisan Edition, Artist Edition, excuse me, went to May 17th. Jack Kirby, the Forever People Artist Edition, also went to May 17th. I think we can pretty well guarantee that one of those is not going to ship May 17th. The Best of Amparella Magazine Art Edition moved to May 24th. Spawn Vault Edition, our Image's first Artist Edition style book, where I was so happy to be see solicited for a normal two-month window, got moved from... May 31st to July 5th. So that's quite a leap. I guess they saw what's re what happens when you try and print these style books. I don't know what the delay is with all these. 
Apparently, Tom McFarlane owns all that art. He has not sold any of his Spawn art. So they just reached right into the archives and were able to pull it out. I guess uh, printing troubles. I think most people are printing in China. These are heavy books. I'm sure there's a, a delay as they ship it in the container. And it gets to the United States and then is distributed. Maybe that's the reason for our delay. We'll have to wait and see. A lot of shipping changes. Let's hope nothing else slips. Like, thank you for joining us on this uh, Artist Edition Index podcast for the look at March 2017. And please continue to join us at the AE Index. That's at either aeindex.org or at comicbookdaily.com slash aeindex. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, when there are notes or posts or th- items that uh, appear on Facebook and Twitter, I, I re-post uh, them or, or share them or retweet them. So those, uh, the links to those accounts are at the on the index at the top. And uh, I update the shipping information daily. Or at least I check it daily. And when it changes, I get that in there. And I try to review every artist edition as soon as it comes out, if humanly possible. So having said that and not reviewed the Kaluta's Starstruck, look for that review next week. Thank you for joining us once again.